episode. A number. Oscar. A reboot already underway. Episode Oscar. Uh, <laughs> this is already a weird start. Uh, but yeah, it's it's reboot already underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by the master of the Baja Blaster, David Becker. I just drew on my pants with this pen. Wait, take up my uh, my time. I'm sorry, no, but I'm go for it. Okay. Are your pants okay? Pants seem no. To be fine. This pants you will know, never be okay again. If you put a Baja Blast on your pants, it takes up the steam, gentlemen. Well, mm. That's good advice from the master. I mean, you would know. <laughs> and Aaron, ooh boy, we're gonna have to talk about one of his bad movie opinions again today, Han. You just gonna put Aaron out there like yeah. that? I mean, it's sad, but we gotta do it. You know, you're you're outnumbered on the podcast on this one, so this isn't going to go how you yeah. want it to. I, I like how I'm always, I am always, like, the deciding factor. Like, you two are usually, like, opposite, and I'm just, like, the... Uh, you're like our couples counselor. David. <laughs> you're like our couples counselor, but also I'm always in the right in the relationship. Mm. And you're like, Aaron, you should just give it up. He's never going to learn. <laughs> but today... <laughs> today we're talking about... Oscar nominations, predictions of who's going to win. Not so much who we want to win, but who we think is going to win. Although I'm sure we'll get into who we want yeah. to win as well, nope. just by nature oh, of conversation. Nope. <laughs> it's the most unbiased podcast of all time. <laughs> uh, but we're going to start at the bottom of the list, visual effects. We got Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, Solo a Star Wars story. Well, I'm gonna go with not Ready Player One. I'm gonna go with <laughs> Ready Player One shouldn't win, and I also don't think it will. No, no. I think that I think this is one of those categories where they're just like, what had a lot of special effects? Not necessarily what is <laughs> yeah. the best. I'm putting my vote in for Avengers Infinity War. I think it wins. This is where they throw them a little bone. They're like, Avengers. I feel like they sh- the the academy has like shied away from like the big showy CGI in later years though. So I'm, I'm gonna go with First Man because I think they're really digging the subtle like invisible special effects lately. Okay, okay. David, what do you think? Uh let's uh, let's stay on the high ground. Let's take Christopher Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it also has a chance. That would be my number two. Because they're well done and they're different. All right, costume design. We talked about this a little bit on the favorite podcast. Right, right. Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. I believe it's only nomination. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Black Panther. I think that's a great choice because the movie focused a lot on culture. The Wakandan culture, to be yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so I like the world and like the country that they created for it. So I'm going with. I, I I'm joining you. Yeah, you're gonna join me. I, I think Wakanda? that's come come. I over think that is the one that's going to win. Yeah, we talked about this on uh, the favorite, where I think it's definitely between the favorite and Black Panther, mm-hmm. and I I would want the favorite to win. I talked about like reasons why on that podcast. Yeah. 
I don't know if I want to go for it. <laughs> oh, oh, it's too late. I already put it in. All right, fine. I'll go. I'm gonna go for the favorite you costume design. You're also a liar. Mary Queen of Scots is also nominated. Oh no. <laughs> okay, sorry. I didn't know that. Makeup and hair. Mary Queen of Scots is already nominated for, or also nominated for. Also, border, which I've never heard of. Uh, and Vice. I think it's definitely Vice. Vice is Vice. going to win going because Vice, Vice is the only other one that's like has significant nominations. Yeah. Even though. Oh, I mean, makeup and hairstyling. I think it it would be somewhat well deserved. Yeah, even I think though so. I, I, I have you seen Christian Bale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good yeah. looking guy. Not in that movie though, so that's a lot of makeup. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think he was a good looking guy in a seventy year old Dick Cheney? You know, <laughs> Jake, you have something in your throat? No, that's just how he talks throughout the entire. That's his Christian Bale impression. <laughs> Okay, then. <laughs> all right, so we're looking at uh, all the stars from Black Panther for original song, I'll Fight from R- RGB, Place Where the Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns, uh, Shallow from A Star is Born, and When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings. I wish When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings was going to win, but it's going to be Shallow. It's going to be Shallow. It's going to be... This is like the biggest guarantee of shallow. the entire night. I hate Shallow so much, but whatever, it's us. We're going for it. Oh god! What if what if they uh, give the best original song to uh, Everything Is Awesome? I mean, the black costumeously. Yeah, and they're just like the Black Panther soundtrack was like everyone liked it a lot. but I don't think it's it's between Shallow. It's definitely between yeah, Yeah, but everyone just loved that. But Shallow is like more important to the uh, movie movie itself, whereas All the Stars is just an end credit song. So it's like Uh, yeah. Plus, you know. The the academy really wants uh really wants the star Lady Gaga to get the they, EGOT. Yeah, yeah. They they want that publicity. They yeah. want all her monster fans because she calls her fans little monsters when she's yeah. singing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, original score for Black Klansman, uh, Terrence Blanchard, Black Panther, Lug- Ludwig Goranson. Gor- I never never known how to pronounce that. Uh, if Beale Street could talk. Nicholas Brittell, Isle of Dogs, Andre Desplat. And Mary Poppins returns. Mark, Mark Scheiman and Scott Whitman together. I'm so good at names. You're very good at names. I love. I love that. I love your uh, French. You know your Desplat. French spin on <laughs> Alexandre Desplat. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm going Black Panther. I'm also going Black Panther. Okay. Okay. Because uh, I said people like the soundtrack and the score. It it does have a really good uh, soundtrack. And I think this is one of the ones where it's like the Academy is going to be like, oh, we're never going to give it Best Picture, but we'll give it something to, to you know, appease the fans. And I think this is going to be one of those categories. I'll go with Isle of Dogs, just to shake it up. I don't think it should win, but I think Alexandre Despois, he's a well-known name. They might give it to him for that, you know? Has he ever won... An Oscar? Does anyone I think know? so. I think he won. I think uh, Grand Budapest Hotel oh, okay. won. So I think he just won for a Wes Anderson film. Well, uh, well I am wrong, but I'm going to stick by my guns. It's too late. You're locked in. Uh, production design uh, Black Panther, uh, First Man, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. Black Panther should not win this. Why not? Yeah, I just. Oh God! Production design, meaning sets and props, and yeah, it's awful. It's uh, really. <laughs> it's like all CG sets, like all of Black Panther, and it looks awful. It's the worst part of Black Panther. 
I'm sorry. I, I think I think this is very much between Black Panther and The Favorite again. But I'm gonna what give about, it to The Favorite. What about Mary Poppins Returns? Where... <laughs> Come on, guys. Is that, is that, are you honestly going for? I, I've um, never seen the movie. Mary Poppins. What Returns? about Roma? I'm was I'm it, giving was... it to Roma. I feel I feel like Roma. I feel like Roma is too like naturalistic for the Academy to go for. That's not it's not showy enough. Alright. All right. Bare bones. You're gonna you're gonna learn. That. You're gonna learn I, when I will with Roma. No, I know. he's gonna learn. <laughs> when they're like when they purposely come up and are like, Black Panther's sets were awful, we nominated it as a joke. I didn't pick Black Panther though, I picked the favorite. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, sound mixing. Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, and A Star is Born. Bohemian Rhapsody's gonna win this. It's I hate Bohemian it. Rhapsody. I hate that, but yeah. it's going to win. I it had great sound mixing. I hate this movie. Oscar well, award winning movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. Can you just appreciate the music? The music's great. So, but that's so by sound no... mixing, what's it got nominated for? The music. You know what? We're not, I, I won't argue on Beck's picture, but you can, like... <laughs> it's not good, though. It's not well done. The sound mixing? Yeah. Sound mixing's really bad. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie either. I'll never see the movie. But... Like, if anything, it probably deserves editing more. Because... What? Any kind of statement that begins with a Bohemian Rhapsody deserves an editing nomination. No, no, no. It deserves it more than sound mixing. <laughs> because they at least did a thing where they, you know... Never they did a thing. It's a whole thing. Okay, good. Three voices. Wait, yeah, where they mixed Freddie Mercury's voice with mm-hmm. Rami Malek's with someone else who could actually somewhat hit those notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sound editing. Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Quiet Place, and Roma. So, it's just going to be Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. again. It's just going to sweep that one. I agree. I think that's going to happen. Nope. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. <laughs> I'll just kind of I really, uh, it there. Well, how, how can you, uh, you know, talk about Bohemian Rhapsody winning an Oscar and not be defeated, you Good know? Good point. Good point. Film editing. My God, <laughs> if Bohemian Rhapsody wins film editing, film editing is dead. I, w- I want Black Klansman. Black Klansman? I, I think that's a great choice. I think Black Klansman is a good choice, which mm-hmm. is why I don't think the Oscars are going to go for it. I, mean, never, I like the movie, too, so put it... I, if that movie does not walk away with enough, like... Something. I'm going to be very, yeah. very... I just bought it. I was like, because I'm going home, and I'm like, I'm going to make my family watch this. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, I really Interesting choice for a family uh Well, like, because movie. my mom is always complaining that she hasn't seen, like, any Oscar nominations, and I'm oh, like, yeah. well, I'm, like, looking through all of them, and I'm like, well, what's the one that's probably most successful? We could go see The Favorite. She wouldn't like it. No. Roma, she wouldn't want to read the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Black Klansman's probably my third favorite. How long drama again? Isn't it super long? It's like two hours. It's like a, it's like a little over two hours, like two fifteen. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, <laughs> so I, good. I back and knock that out before. I mean, you could if you it's, had two it's hours. Amazing, to spare. and it's definitely worth it. I'm going Black Klansman as well, by the way. I, I think it. I need this it. movie to win. I think the thing is, this is. I think the editing is between. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody mm-hmm. and Vice, mm-hmm. which are, the, are the two, two worst, worst ones, oh. but I think they are the front runners. And I'm gonna go with Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm just 
I'm I'm dreading it. it I'm just David. You need I'm to defeated. see this clip that's been going around Twitter of the editing in Bohemian Rhapsody. It is awful. Like in the movie, I'm like I don't super notice it, but then with like that in my head of like look at how this was edited. It's like ha 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 oh ha ha. Now you say your line. Okay, now we're over here. Okay, oh hey hey whoa hey. <laughs> it's like oh all right. Like, Let's calm down. Like the most nauseating film I've seen. <laughs> like, just that clip. I've seen only that clip from Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's like the most nauseating film I've seen since uh, Transformers 5, <laughs> which is a huge statement. <laughs> uh, best foreign language film as if it was even a competition. Capernaum from uh, Lebanon, Cold War from Poland, Never Look Away from Germany, Roma from Mexico, and Shoplifters from Japan. Yeah, I mean, I've it's heard really good things about shoplifters and anime and cold shoplifters. Shoplifters is not an anime. Darn it! I heard it's really amazing. I do. I want to see it. I, I feel like the it. only thing that would stop Roma from getting this is if they're like, uh, it's if, if it wins Best Picture, they might be like, you know, we don't want to give it both. But I'm gonna go with Roma anyway. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's like the sole factor that the can only stop one that it. Has another shot, really. Yeah. Right. Put me in. Up. Put you in. Put me in. We're locking it in. All right. Uh, best live action short film. Now it's time to guess. <laughs> um, detainment, uh, Fauve, Maguerte. I'm going with mother. mother. I'm going with mother. You always go with the one with a mom in it. Because they're they're tr- it's a short story and they're trying to play on your emotions with a mom and like. That's why. I'm gonna go with uh, detainment, even though I don't know what that is. I'm gonna go with. Uh, Marguerite, or however Lacey wanted to pronounce it. (laughs) By the way, it's National Margarita Day, everyone. (laughs) National Margarita Guy I like a lot better, though. (laughs) I want to be the National Margarita Guy. (laughs) It actually is National Margarita Day, so... That'd be the best job ever, you know? Just Just walk around drinking Being the the United States designated National Margarita Guy. You're an ambassador (laughs) for margaritas. It's you. You're the guy. (laughs) I love margaritas. You're invited to every event. Bring your margaritas in tow. <laughs> Best documentary short subject. Again, time to guess. Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, Night at the Garden, period, end of sentence. This is the only one I've heard of, so I'm going with uh, period, Endgame. Period, end of sentence, sounds super existential. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Black Sheep. Okay. Why? Also, period, end of sentence is about periods. So. Like. Like women's periods? Yeah. I'm gonna go with it. (laughs) I thought you meant it was just like a documentary about like how the period was invented for sentences. And I'm like, why would anyone watch that? Okay. Best documentary feature. Free Solo. Hail Country This Morning. This Evening. Okay. Minding the Gap of Fathers and Sons and RBG. How? Uh, it's going to be Won't You Be My Neighbor, the year best of... <laughs> what about Fire Festival? That's, from... the, that's 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. so that'll, that'll come out. <laughs> That'd be next year if they decide to nominate one of them. <laughs> I cannot believe Won't You Be My Neighbor wasn't nominated. And I'm also... I can't believe Three Identical Strangers wasn't nominated either. Those were, like, the two documentaries that I heard the most about this year. Yeah. And nothing. Free Solo is going to win, though. Free Solo, Yeah. I think it's definitely down between Free Solo and RGB, but... Yeah. Oh, it could be either one. What's RGB about? Uh, RGB. Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> RBG. RBG. I can't spell. 
I'm going with Solo. It's about the Han Solo documentary. Yeah, it's, it's free Han Solo. <laughs> Chris Lord and uh, Phil Miller, just like, uh, or Phil Lord and Chris Miller, whatever their names are, uh, yeah. they they made a documentary. They're like, you know, this is the film we wanted to make. You got free Solo. You know, hashtag release the uh, Lord and Miller cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Aaron, what's your pick? <laughs> it's free Solo. <laughs> Um, cinematography. Hey, they're going to be showing this one during the awards. <laughs> um, I think, I think Roma wins. I'm going, definitely going with Roma. Like, we talked extensively about that on the, yeah. the podcast, Put about how beautiful tree. the cinematography of Roma is. I feel like the favorite would be the other yeah. choice. If it's not Roma, it's the favorite. And then after that, it's like, I had no clue who gets it from there. Maybe a Cold War. Perhaps. From what I've heard about that, that one is also really like beautiful. Yeah. And obviously it's up for best director. Original screenplay, The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. First Reformed. First Reformed. It's not going to be First Reformed. I know, but it deserves to win. Well, okay, if it deserves, then put your name on it, Jake. Yeah. Put your name it's on not it. going to. That's well, the worst well, part. then it doesn't deserve it. Yeah. Wait. Whoa. You don't, you don't if you won't that. put your name on it, Jake, then it's not worth. I want to win. I don't want to. <laughs> um. See, here's the thing. I think yeah. it was going to be Green Book, it's but after those anymore. controversial tweets came out, like I don't yeah. know if they want to go for it anymore. So like. I didn't read the tweets. <laughs> Basically, the the screenwriter book. like said some like uh like Racist. Islamic phobic like Ooh. tweets from like a couple years ago, like not even a couple years ago, like a year ago, and and then they came out and then people were like, oh, so the movie about you know like acceptance, acceptance <laughs> and tolerance was written by this guy who was just tweeting all this stuff, plus um, the fact that the uh, the family of the uh, other guy. Uh, came out against the film, and they're like, yeah, none of this is true. So I think that might have sung Green Books. Maybe. But again, I think Green Book is still a really good, uh, it has a really good chance at uh, winning Best Picture, so... I- I'm gonna ride the Roma train, even though I'm not gonna watch it till oh, tomorrow. You're gonna ride the Roma train? Okay, I thought Choo-choo. you were riding the, the Green Book train on that one. No, I'm going to Roma. I'm gonna watch. I go home and do laundry tomorrow, so I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. Roma because I got a lot of laundry. So you gotta you gotta watch though. Yeah, yeah. You gotta read. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. I didn't. Know. I'm not. I'm not gonna watch my. I'm not gonna have like my washing machine like right next to me. I'm gonna be like watching that go around while I listen. I'll, I'll be watching the movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. And read. I see. Aaron, what's your pick, man? Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> go with Green Book. I don't want to, but wow. Did you, did you just say how it's not gonna be Green Book? I yeah, but like the thing is, the the Academy uh, always lets me down. <laughs> well, what do they? They could have already voted on it. They have already voted on it by this point. Well, yeah. So when did one of those tweets come out? Like right. Oh, the before before they before the nominations came out. Uh, so, because if they just came out like you know, three days ago, I'm like they probably already voted on it. So no, I'm no. Go Green Book. Um. Adapted screenplay, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star is Born. Black Klansman. Black Klansman, I think. I think it's between that and, uh... Star. No, Can You Ever Forgive Me, I think. I want Black Klansman. Well, the movie to um, win, not Black Klansman. But I'm Klansman. gonna... I think Black Klansman gets the edge because it's, uh... It's the only place it's gonna win. Yeah, because it, but like because it's like a multi, because it's like a best picture nominee. So it's like mm. I, I'm giving those ones the edge in the, the screenplays. What's your pick? 
I bet you A Star is Born wins. Really? Yeah. I don't think it should. I bet you it wins. So, doesn't... But the story is the worst part of A Star is Born. I know Every that. Every version. I know that. The Academy sure seems to not know that, though. So, <laughs> I'm going with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot. I'm going to shoot my shot. Mm. Animated short. Annual behavior. Blah. Animal behavior. Bow. Late afternoon. One small step. And weekends. If it's not bow or bow, however you pronounce it. Yeah, I'm going with that one just because it's the Pixar short. You yeah. know? Like, that's the safe mm. bet. Yeah, I remember liking that one too. It's, so. it's really I, I did like it. Yeah, it's it, a ve- it's very similar to it. Like it very much is a Pixar short, but you know it works. It destroyed me. <laughs> Animated feature: Incredibles two, Isle of Dogs, Mirage, Ralph breaks the internet, and Spider Man into the Spider Man baby. Teen Titans go to the movies. Oh <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that was snubbed. <laughs> But yeah, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, yeah, I think. It has, there's no chance it's not that one. And obviously it's the most deserving. I yeah. may secure that one on Blu-ray. It's not out yet, yeah. but once it comes out, for sure. That's, uh, def- that's definitely a film to buy. Mm-hmm. On to director, Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Powell Palakowski pa- 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 for Cold War. Yogos Lanthimos for The Favorite. Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. And Adam McKay for Vice. <laughs> this, this is a tough one because it's like dependent on what wins best picture mm-hmm. and what Black they're going to go with there. I'm going Black Klansman. Right. Because I, 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 I feel like, you know, if Green Book wins best picture, then they'll give this one to Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah. But if Roma wins best picture, maybe they'll give this one to Spike Lee and just try to like split it this year. And so, I don't know, man. Or they could just They've give it to... They've been splitting every year. They could give it to... They didn't split last year. Like, last year was the first year in a long time that they didn't split. With uh, Del Toro. Oh, that's right. That's right. For Shape of Water? Yeah. It will be interesting if uh, Coron wins, because that will be, like, uh, of the past, like, five years, like, they've all been Mexican directors. <laughs> that is true. Oh, my God. I'm going for Coron just for that. Let's do it. They're, they're want to, and they're going to. But I also feel like, I don't, because like Spike Lee has like had such a, you know, a storied career and this is his first nomination. Oh, it is? Yeah. I didn't even know And that. it's like. Yeah, I'm changing my mind on that. As soon as I, I heard know. that, I, I think it's Spike Lee. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> you got to pick one. I'll go with I'll go with Spike Lee. All right. Just because I'm I'm gonna put a little like faith into the universe there and be like right. you know I want I want him to win. Right. So you know maybe if I believe hard enough. A little universe faith. A little a little bit of universe faith. <laughs> Supporting actress. The, here we go. This is where the Lady race Gaga. gets really interesting. No, she's she's lead. Best supporting actress, Amy <laughs> Adams for Vice, Marina De Tavira for Roma, Regina King uh, from If Beale Street Could Talk, and Emma Stone from The Favorite, and Rachel Vice from The Favorite. I feel like I should vote for the fa- one of the favorite because it's just percentage wise. I'm afraid they're <laughs> going to end up splitting the vote. That that is true. It's probably actually less likely for one of them to get it because they won't. People won't be able to pick which was their which was their favorite of the favorite. And even though Emma Stone obviously deserves it, um, uh, Rachel Weisz is probably what, I guess. Is, is doing great work in that film. Like, we've but we've 
we've talked about this. I I think it's the difference. I'm not between going with Amy Adams. Emma Stone. I think Amy Adams might win, and, and this, this is what she wins for. <laughs> I mean, she was probably the best actor in Vice. She is. But well, what did the girl in Roma do? Anything dope? She's or? really good. She's yeah, not she... in it much though. Mm. She's one of the major characters, I, I suppose, but. Oh, I guess Amy I'm, Adams does do the thing like get your stuff together. I'm I'm definitely get I'm definitely giving this to uh, Regina King though. You think she gets it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I haven't seen if Bill Street could talk yet, but based on everything I've heard about you know oh. pa- like the past awards leading up to this, I think she has this in the bag. I think Amy Adams wins, unfortunately. <laughs> Even though she's deserved. Well, not unfortunate because it's no, still Amy it's Adams good for her, winning. but I just wish it was for something else. I'll go with her. Because of her scene talking to him, like, you better get it together. It's your second DUI. <laughs> Just for that scene alone. Okay. That's a good scene. Supporting actor Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for Star is Born, Richard E. Grant in Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell from Vice. Adam Driver, baby. Adam Driver is probably the best of them. Like, he probably deserves it he's, he's been doing really well recently, just in all of his... Like, all all the films that he's come out in, like, I'm like, yep, yeah, great performance. Like, great, like he's been consistent. I'm going with Adam Driver. Mm. Yeah. I'm going Aaron's with... Like, uh, I'm going with Mahershala uh, Ali. I think this is... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you might be right that he's going to win this, no matter what. <laughs> nope. Stand by. See, like, how I stand by my actor? Yeah. No, I... I yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. David that. has convictions. Yeah, I guess. Lacey will just do whatever it takes to win. Mm. You know? Oh, so will I, but like. <laughs> well, when I. I'll just mess with the count later. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll, I'll pretend to have convictions and then cheat behind the scenes. Lolita mm. <laughs> mm. uh, actress. Yalitza Aparicio from Roma. Glenn Close from The Wife. Olivia Coleman from The Favorite, Lady Gaga from A Star Is Born, Melissa McCarthy from Can You Ever Forgive Me. It's between Glenn and Lady Gaga, right? I'm I'm gonna definitely go with Glenn Close. Yeah. I like it's weird that the wife is like not part of the conversation anywhere else outside of this nomination, but mm-hmm. also like from everything I've heard, like this is the, this is the winner. I'm going with Lady Gaga. Same. Because her little monsters are going to swing the vote. <laughs> All right, lead action. <laughs> uh, Christian Bale for Vice. Bradley Cooper from A Star is Born. Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. Rami Malek from Bohemian Rhapsody. And Viggo Mortensen from Green Book. I swear to God if Rami Malek wins. It's going to be Rami Malek. It's going to be, it's gonna be That's- Christian Bale. I'm. Uh, I. What about Virgo? It pains me how much I'm uh, predicting Bohemian Rhapsody is gonna win, but it's gonna be Rami Malek. Okay. You think Vigo? Yeah, is he good? I. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Apparently, people are like, "This is a really hardcore uh, Italian stereotype," but like, mm. they like it. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the Bradley deal with Green Cooper. Book is. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga are both gonna the win. The coup. <laughs> a star's born is just gonna sweep the whole thing. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Uh, best picture, Black Plant, Black Planther, Black Planther. <laughs> best picture, B- 
Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, Vice. I'm going to go with Black Klansman, even though I know it's probably not going to win, but I support my movie. Yeah. And I don't want Bohemian Rhapsody to win. No. No, n- none of us do. Where's, none of where's us. Bird Box? <laughs> <laughs> I think Roma wins. I haven't seen... See, the thing is, I haven't seen Roma yet. If I see Roma tomorrow... Maybe I'll change my vote. Yeah. And if I like Roma, if I see Roma tomorrow, I'm like, it's bad. Like, I don't like it, but it's going to win. I'm not going to change my vote. Okay. I like Black Klansman. Gotcha. Hear that internet? Well, we can't, we, can't change, we can't change votes. This is locked in. I told you I'm going to I'm gonna mess with the scores. Oh, okay. <laughs> I literally said that system. on podcast. Well, the system. Uh, we yeah. have them on tape, but guess what? It's not going to matter. <laughs> Aaron, what do you have? <laughs> so, like, the thing is, I again, I think this is between Green Book and Roma at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think the uh, the preferential ballot is going to give the edge to Roma. Because I think there's enough of the Academy that dislikes Green Book that mm-hmm. it's going to drag it down. Oh, they do it preferential ones? Yeah, they, they do preferential. So I th- I'm going to give it to Roma. I'm going to give it to Roma. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, again, put a little faith into the universe there and uh, hope that it's, it's... I wish they would go through them and tell you what got last place and then like slowly like build up but they don't want anyone to feel bad except they should just because if bohemian rhapsody gets last place but if it gets last place you're still nominated for best picture you were the best the worst of the best yeah (laughs) best of the worst that's that's not how that's not how human nature works like people are still gonna feel like a loser yeah (laughs) literally if you like if you made a movie and you're like oh jacob lacy's movie uh, Bulbasaur smiling got six. Bulbasaur <laughs> smiling. He was looking at his uh, glass of water. Oh. And he's, like, he's like, I got come up with a come up with a movie. <laughs> he's just pitching things based on what he and sees around the room. What I got first place is uh, David turns on a light by David Becker. <laughs> All right, fine. Maybe they don't I'd, have I'd to watch, do. I'd watch. I'd watch that. That sounds. That sounds super exciting. Bulbasaur smiling, Jake. What a stupid idea. Sixth yeah. place out of all the movies that came out this year. Sixth. What you can watch me turn on a light for the first place. Ha. See Maybe that? not all of the places. How about just first through third place, right? Nope. Make it a little more interesting. What are they going to get? Are they going to get, like, half of a, the statue? No, they don't the win statue? anything. They just let you know where you were. They, they don't do, like, a gold, silver, bronze? No. No? They're just like, sorry, you don't get one. Well, that's our Oscar nominations. I really hope Bohemian Rhapsody wins nothing. Uh, it's not going to. Yeah. It's not going to. Win nothing or it's but not going to? It's, it's not going to win nothing. It's going to win at least it's a few of the It's not going to win award. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Again, this, <laughs> this is not going to be a good year. Nope. This is from everything, all the disaster of the behind the scenes stuff to, uh... <laughs> Did you did you also hear that uh, the all the stars is not going to be performed at the ceremony? Like, it's, it's so weird that like initially they were like, oh, we're only going to have two, and it's going to be shallow and all the stars, and then like three days before the ceremony they're like, oh yeah, we can't do all the stars because they're all on tour, so we can't uh, <laughs> we can't get them here for the Oscars in time, and it's like. You didn't realize they were going to be on tour back when you thought this was going to be one of two. Like, how poorly managed is this? This is... Oh, my God. Well, for our next segment, we're talking about the upcoming movies of the week. 
How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Mm. The Hidden World of the Trid- the Tridden Dragons. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I would like to, I would like to see this. I am I'm very excited for this movie. I've seen like, the first one. I remember liking the first one. I want to see the second one. If the second one isn't good, then I'm going to be less likely to see it. The second one is better than the first, That's, in my opinion. So, see, now I need to see the second one. So I can go see the third one, because there's an order to life, and everyone should follow it. Yeah. Watch ne- your movies in ne- order. Never, yeah, never go one, three, two, you know? Never, no. Okay, then. <laughs> I, I, I feel nothing about this movie so this is a you guys can talk about it <laughs> i mean i, I like the, the thing is with the how to train your dragon movies is like the first one was very like formulaic but it was like so well done in that formula like the the boys cast and the animation and the music like all worked really well to make it really entertaining mm-hmm. and then i think the second film just kind of like it, it found like a stronger emotional uh through line to all that uh, yeah. that made it, like, a really strong movie. Like, I still really love that, uh, that second movie. Like, it's really high in my ranking of that year. Which is saying a lot, because that was, like, 2014, and 2014 was, like, a great year for movies. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also really excited that this is going to be the final installment, because I'm so glad it's not going to turn into like a like a Madagascar Ice Age or whatever franchise Shrek. where they're just they drag it out for until they kill it, you know, that they just keep on making movies. Keep milking the cow until yeah. it falls over. I'm really glad that they're like this is a story that deserves a proper ending, and I'm really excited to uh, find out what that send off is. Yeah. What Aaron said. <laughs> Fighting with my family. Has better reviews than I ever expected. People love wrestling, Jake. I guess, yeah. People, People love, love this movie. <laughs> yeah. People love The Rock. That's it's a, a winning combination. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, ever since I saw good reviews, I mean, the trailer itself sold me a little bit, but saw the good reviews, and I'm like, I'll go see this. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, I like it. It's not bad. I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I saw the, we saw the trailer. I don't remember in front of what movie, but... Probably Escape Room. <laughs> it probably was Escape Room. I, think I saw it before Escape Room, but yeah. And, and yeah, I think I think the trailer sold me enough on it. Like, it doesn't look like it'd be a great movie. It definitely is gonna be formulaic and you know mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, it's it's gonna be a bit self indulgent and very you know self promotional, which I think is gonna drag it down. But I think it looks. But that's what, but that's what wrestling is at heart. Uh, well, that's the thing. yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Wrestling is like Middle America's anime. <laughs> it's like are super ins- convoluted. Are you insulting me? No. no. Are you insulting anime lovers? Are you insulting no. the wrestling? You wrestling? Are you insulting Middle America? Or no, I, I don't know what this analogy so, is. It, it, they're very similar. You got the really convoluted backstories and not, plots and like back backstabbing and like oh, oh my power level's at 9,000 oh, I'm the villain Jay if you take your 33 and a third percent chance <laughs> I love that and, and add it to my 70% chance there's a 103 I love that meme That's also Jake what, uh, what anime have you uh, seen Pokemon 
Well, we lost the anime crowd with yeah, that one. And, yeah. and Persona. David David is working overtime to win us an anime uh, fan base. The anime and, card. Yeah. And, and like, oh, I saw I saw an all. anime that we're going to talk about in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's still anime. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to stand by my quote. I'm going to stand by it. Okay. You're going to stand by that, but you can't stand by your movie. Okay. I'm going to stand by that quote. Uh, what's the next one? What's Nothing. Thing? That's it. That's all? It's a small week. I like that. Because next week is a big week. Just kidding. Two weeks is a big week. All right, then. Right? March 8th. Mm. Two weeks. Two weeks. Anyway. Uh, let's move on. To the movies. The, uh, what have we... The movies that we... What have we been watch movies? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm leaning into the fact that I can't speak for this episode. <laughs> so it's been a while since we've done an episode yeah. where we've done what we've been watching. Are we covering what? What are we doing? Are Not we just like everything. I'm just going like, with, from February. From what? I've only seen four. So yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll start. Yeah, yeah go for it. The man. Lego Movie Two, the second part. Aaron and I are on that page together. We saw that one. Oh yeah, David didn't see it with us. Like, no. Yeah, I fully support my decision. Still, it's a bad decision. It is a bad decision. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's definitely nowhere near as good as the first Lego Movie, no. and I don't think it could have been mm-hmm. ever. No. Uh, but they 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 try some different things, which is good. You know, making it more of like a musical, which was interesting. Yeah. And I think that it has a really strong emotional through line. Yes. Uh, oh, definitely. Like when we came out, I compared it to a lot to uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, where mm-hmm. there's like a lot of like self promotion, and uh, you know, it doesn't feel as fresh or as funny as the first installment. Mm-hmm. But that there's there's such a unique and strong uh, message to it mm-hmm. that it it really works, and that I end up really liking it in the end because yeah. it's it's like they're both both of them were like tackling. Like they're 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 t- putting in messages in kids' movies that stray so far from the traditional because a lot of a lot of anime movies just boil down to like oh be yourself be unique mm-hmm. and you know believe in yourself and sort of stuff and then these films are coming along with like really like nuanced messages like hey uh, you gotta fix your insecurities so you don't become a toxic friend or like you know. <laughs> Or like toxic masculinity is as is as cruel to ourselves as it is to others, and it's like, oh wow, like yeah. <laughs> For that, I give Lego Movie Two a lot of credit, especially because the way it does it too yeah. is so. Oh god, it's so good that that part, the whole Emmett and Rex Danger Vest uh, relationship is very interesting. And yeah, it's very well done. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, all around, I think it's just a really good movie. I, I haven't... It isn't sad as well for me, I think we've talked about. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely understand that. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the humor falls flat this time around. Yeah. That there were there were quite a few jokes, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of this is kind of played out. This yeah. This is kind of not... It, it doesn't have that spark of surprise that the first movie it's had. It's not written by uh, the Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Like, fully? Yeah, they wrote the screenplay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yikes, guys. This one was not as good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, another movie we saw, Aaron. Alita Battle Angel. 
That we did. <laughs> I told you I was going to go see it, no matter what. And and you paid for my ticket, so yep. I went to see this. <laughs> and uh, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. To be honest, it's not quite an good. Anime. It's an anime. It's it's basically all CGI, so it's kind of it's kind of anime. There's a lot of practical effects and. How, what is the eye ratio in the movie? The too, ratio? too big. Too, it's too, too big. It doesn't. Beca- it, it becomes so much less distracting the longer you're with the character, though. Like so, to the point so, where I could barely even recognize by the end. So, so you're so. saying that if you keep putting yourself under stress, you're not going to be as stressed as often because you're so stressed all the time that you don't notice it. <sighs> I'll tell you this. I mean, man. yeah, kind of. Elia Battle Angel was not stressful. It was a banging blast, my guy. It was not, so I'm much not fun. It was, <laughs> I'm not it was so much fun. When they're playing rollerball or murder ball? Motorball. Motorball. Rollerball to, mo- to murder ball to motorball. Motorball. I it's awesome. Know. Those scenes are the best scenes in the movie. But I, You're just like, ooh, this is this is good. No, no, can we move on before I start making some kind of <laughs> I, I think the thing about Alita Battle Angel is I was surprisingly I was surprisingly all in on the movie and I would have been like all in on the movie had it had a real ending. Yeah, it's I definitely think, setting a up a ending. sequel. I think that I think the downfall of the movie is that it, it ends with a cliffhanger. It ends with like blatant setup for a franchise that's never going to happen because no. this is not gonna make enough money. And I think if this film had just gone all the way and gave us a proper ending and just been like a proper like three hour epic of this anime, I think this would have been like a really like laudable movie, to yeah. be honest. Well, I'm glad you liked it, Jake, and I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Yeah. So in the in the end, I'm like, it's entertaining enough. Like, I will there's, be watching. There's a again. lot of horrible dialogue and a lot of like. Like, the plotting is just, like, going everywhere. And I'll watch it when Jake buys it on Blu-ray. And, yeah, which he will. I will. Yeah, I will be watching this again. Uh, isn't it romantic? No. <laughs> that was in my review as well. Um, it's, it's like, whatever. It's fine. It definitely isn't as smart as it thinks it is. But every once in a while, there's a joke that really made me laugh. And Liam Hemsworth is, like very like he's the best part of this movie when he's on screen you're like oh yeah he's very funny keep him doing stuff Mm. it's just like having less chris hemsworth though you know lesser chris hemsworth yeah liam he's no uh he's no uh who's the third luke luke hemsworth he's no luke he's no luke (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know there was a third yeah yeah he's in westworld like that's his big claim to fame Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I hear Westworld's actually really good, so I'm... Mm. It's pretty good. I think you would like it. Yeah. yeah. Happy Death Day to you. Well, all right, I'm gonna... This is the triple pack. So, well, I saw the first one. I'm gonna... I'm gonna okay. injunction, because... You're gonna I, injunction? <laughs> I'm gonna... Injunction. Okay, I'm gonna put an injunction your Con- way. Conjunction, junction. Conjunction. He's, he's doing an and. No, mm. so pause on Jake. <laughs> I saw Happy Death Day 1... So I could see Happy Death Day to you. Happy Death Day was okay. Not really that good. It's just kind of eh. It's whatever. My personal opinion. I gave it like a three stars, but not a like. Mm. See? It's very very important. I was trying to explain to Jake last night, but he just wasn't listening. (laughs) About the, 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 the rating system with the likes and comments, how they all can 
In fact, so my my people know that if I give it three stars, I can like see it for what it is. But if I liked mm. it or not liked it, mm. uh huh. So therefore, I saw one yesterday, so we could go see Happy Death Day to you. Back to Jay. And I know I'm on the biggest. I'm actually on the smallest island ever <laughs> because I love you're, this movie. You're floating on a piece of driftwood. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Sink me. Let the sharks eat me because I'm living in bliss with this movie. I don't understand this metaphor anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, again, the smallest of islands, but Happy Death Day to You was, it, it left me ecstatic and just happy and just, movies are just weird, man. <laughs> like, this movie exists. You know? Yeah. And I like that. I don't, because I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was very disappointed by this movie. And I'm I'm sad about that, because I really thought this was going to be something special, and then I just, I didn't take to it. Well, because the, the, I think the direction that they chose to go, and then not following through on that direction, and then switching the direction, and then that, and not following through on that direction... So it's just kind of just a whole lot of nothing. Yeah, that's ex- like exactly what I said in my review. Yeah. That it's like it 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 starts off with something that has a like a lot of potential, and then it just never follows through on that, and then it just like keeps it, on veering off into new ideas. Like if it would have stayed with one idea, I don't even care what idea. Like and I can't say the ideas because then it was part of the movie. But like if it would just stay like with one of them, I would have been. Instead of giving it that two and a half stars, it could have got a three. I, no. I feel like it either had to stick with one of them, or it had to go even bigger into all of them. Yeah. I think the problem is that instead of just uh, being entirely, like, crazy and balls to the walls, like, it's just like... It, it just feels like they couldn't figure out what they wanted the movie to be if they wanted it to be, like the same one as the first one or a completely different one than the first one or like this direction or this direction so they just ended up making like three different movies and stitching them together like like I also said in my letterbox review it it basically feels like watching an entire horror franchise like truncated into like one single sequel like all the different tonal shifts and retcons and 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 declining quality of a single of of an, a long horror franchise in one sequel and it's just it's it's disappointing. That's interesting you think the movie gets worse as it goes on. I think it gets so much better as it goes on. The longer this movie is happening, the more and more I am in. I am sold. Because when the movie starts, and it starts with Ryan, yeah, I'm like, oh no, are they going to do this? But then like, the more it goes on, it's just like, and now this is happening. And now this. Here we go. Now this is happening. Oh, this weird thing's about to happen. That's weird. But what about this? Doesn't matter. Look at this. And it's like, yeah, that's all I need. I don't know. <laughs> I just... It's not... It's the thing is like it's not a horror movie anymore. It's not no. scary at all, and it's not trying to be. No, which like it's like it's disappointing because I, I what I really loved about the first film was how it combined the slasher genre with like this time loop thing. Like I think that's a winning premise mm-hmm. that you know is why I like the first movie so much. And then to ditch that slasher element almost entirely is disappointing to me. And like the thing is, I could have gone along with what they were going for. Except it's not funny enough to pull it off. 
Like there's like there's like two really good jokes in this, and then the rest of it is just like they they fall flat again. I like, just wonder if maybe I'm just making too many excuses for this movie, but I almost wonder if that's the point. Like, cause none of the jokes in the first one are very funny either, but somehow they're still charming. You're like, oh, that's funny, interesting, yeah. I, but again, I think the first one worked because of it, the like simplicity of that premise that yeah. that carried it through. Whereas this one is like it's it's trying to be so much, and it it it's it, it, I think it has too much of an ego. I think it has more ego than it uh, deserves. <laughs> like it, it it thinks it's it's cleverer or more. Uh, unique yeah. than it actually is and it's it's downfall <sighs> man i'm sorry guys i'm i can't i can't budge from this you're on your uh, i hope there's enough food and water to last your <laughs> there lifetime. is man i really wanted to like this movie i really wanted to like this movie so this isn't me like going right. in wanting to hate a movie and then finding reasons to hate this this is me no, going yeah. into a movie expecting to really love it and, and I, then being disappointed and i went in with an open mind which some people don't go in in this podcast. But, <laughs> hey, know. man, I think it might have been what we were it, it, the expe- expectations that might have been it because I wasn't expecting anything from this movie. Neither I was expecting I. it to just be same movie as the first one, couple new things. That's all. That's what I got. I was very happy with it. Well, I'm glad. Does it go to me now, or are you? <laughs> Whoever wants to go next. You can go there. Happy Death Day to you is amazing. Uh, it's the number one movie of the year so far, and everyone should see it. All right. So. Uh, February. <laughs> uh, so, I, at work, I've been working a lot, obviously, and mm-hmm. I've been sorting a lot of mail. So, I watched Friday <laughs> with... Uh, let me see who's in this bad boy. We talked about this when we talked about the uh, on our Vice podcast. We talked about you watching Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched it because it, I realized well, it's with Ice Cube and Chris Tucker, and I realized mm-hmm. that because I didn't really have to pay attention to it, but I was like, oh yeah, this is that like movie with that one meme, and I realized there's like six different memes of this one movie. I'm like, oh wow, people must really love this movie. It's eh, it's whatever, it's boring. Like I understand where the memes come from, but. Was my favorite. So you're not gonna watch next Friday, and the Friday after and, next, and the Friday after next. There's two sequels. Is there really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now I feel like I have to hop on. I didn't know that. I'll have to look into those. Uh, watch Bo Burnham's What at work. Is all right. What? 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 Uh, this so. is a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> so um, my my thing with Bo like. Bo Burnham, I see what he does. I can appreciate what he does, but I'm not fully there with like 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 I want. I feel like I should like him more than I actually do. Mm, okay. Because like I appreciate his comedy. Like I understand what he's going for. I understand what it is. But like I just don't like it as much as I think I should. Mm. Okay. Because that's what I had. I hadn't seen it yet. Um, and then I also watched Jerry before Seinfeld. Which was oh, okay. a Jerry Seinfeld stand-up on Netflix, actually kind of good. Like I actually enjoyed that one, and like I'm not like the big Jerry Seinfeld fanatic, as we all know. Like like I actually tried to watch Seinfeld, and like some was good and some was bad. 
So I'm not just like, oh, Jerry Seinfeld is a guy. But, like, I actually, this stand-up's pretty good. Like, if you have, like, an hour, you should, like, it's a quick His hour. stand-up's usually really good. Yeah. Um, and then Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day. We already talked about those. Also, I'm watching an anime. I'm now the, uh... Oh, Lead a Battle Angel. No, no, I'm now... Well, Aaron's watched a couple of movies, anime movies, but I'm watching... I've, I've watched one anime show. I've watched Death Note. I'm taking over as the anime overlord on the podcast. Anime overlord. No, that's probably not the best title. I have. No, probably not. But <laughs> I'm watching Attack on Titan. I'm in. Se- I watched season one, season two, and I'm in season three right now. Almost done. It's mm-hmm. really good. Like for my first anime, I'm very happy with like what it is, and I highly suggest that you two watch it. But no, Jake won't. I just don't have any interest in it. Well, I, well. Besides Jake not watching TV shows at all, but I, I understand if you don't have an interest. I'm just not an anime guy, unless it's Elite Battle Angel or the Lego Movie. I don't think Lego Man. All right, Lego Movie is the best anime, and that's all I have to say. <laughs> Aaron, what do you got? All right, let me. Uh... Oh man, my pen. Uh, so other 2018 films I saw, or 2019, it's a new year, 2019 films, <laughs> uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, it's alright, like, it, yeah. it has some really, uh, it has some really neat, uh, kills, and a really good, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal performance, and, like, that's pretty much enough for me to enjoy a movie, even if it has a lot of, like, structural flaws and stuff. Mm. It's no Happy Death Day to you. It's much better than Happy Death Day to you. It's, it, this, this is the, this is the kind of horror comedy I want, you know? Well, I mean, I, I want something a little better than this, but, you know, it's, it's better than Happy Death Day to you. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I also watched High Flying Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, which, it was interesting, which is, uh, which is kind of weird because it's all about, like, basketball management, and it's like, this is not something that interests me at all, but uh, the film makes it interesting, and okay. I, I, I think what works is that Soderbergh kind of, like, stylizes it as, like, a heist film, like, it's, like, a really low-key heist film, and I think it's really cool, the, the way he pulls that off. Alright. Also, is it, where, where is, can you find that? That's Netflix. It's, it's a Netflix, Netflix original. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah. Which, uh, it, this one is also, Soderbergh is shooting on an iPhone, and it's... Is it a I, 7 I think, still? I think it works better than uh, Unsane. I think it looks better than Unsane. It's probably because it wasn't shot on the 7. No, I think it was still shot on the 7. I, I, think, I think what works is that uh, it's not trying to go for the grungy, like, uh... Um, g- genre kind of style that the Unsane did. Right. But at the same time, it is also doing a lot more like outdoors stuff. And like, a lot of the shots are like in like high like New York skyscrapers. And like, look, you know, you, you like look out at the cityscape. And it, the way that the iPhone handles like exposure and contrast just makes it like. <sighs> not look good. Yeah. And you still have to wonder why Soderbergh is still so hung up on this iPhone thing, but I think the, I think the film works well. Oh, Soderbergh. All right. 
Alright, so those were the 2018 films, or 2019 films I saw, beyond the ones we already talked about. What years? We, I, I saw The Favorite for the first time, but we did a whole uh, Best Picture recap about that. You can go listen to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching a lot of films just because I've been watching through this uh, list I made of one film from every year, uh, 1919 through 2018, just so I have like 100 movies, like, you know. I, I wanted to like fill out some of like the earlier years of my uh, of films I've seen. Yeah, and this is a good way to do it. But so, so I've been what, watching some good ones. What's the so. best one you've seen on that so far? Uh, I think the one I like the best is either Call Me by Your Name, which I really liked, or Christine, which ended okay. up being like a really surprising hit for me. Like, cause Christine is like really like. Uh, Cheesy, because you know it's it's a killer car. It's hard not to make it super campy and whatever. Yeah. But I just I really ended up loving that movie. Okay. And I know you disagree on Call Me by Your Name, but I found yeah. that film really uh, beautiful. Yeah, it's maybe I need to rewatch it. I don't know. It's one of those that when it didn't hit me the way I wanted it to, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So I get that. So I mean, that's what I've been watching. Uh, That's what TV we've all front. been watching. <laughs> I've been watching. Uh, what have I been watching on the TV front? I watched. I watched a lot of stuff on TV since last time. I watched Punisher season two. It's not good. Uh, I watched the final season of Once Upon a Time. It's. Did. I finally oh, watched no. that. I'm it's so, weird. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> What's so weird about it? Like, this is one episode where Rumpelstiltskin becomes the old man from Up. Wait, like up? that's an episode. <laughs> Like, up? Yeah, like from the Pixar movie, Up. Holy crap. <laughs> There's like this one-off, like, Wreck-It Ralph reference, and you're like, oh, okay, Wreck-It Ralph's in this universe? <laughs> like, it's weird, but there was, there was honestly, there were some good parts to it. Like, a lot of it was just really bland, because they're just trying to do the first season storyline again, but now they're... But they're they're trying to do the first season again, but also trying to preserve continuity, so it gets convoluted super fast, and it doesn't work well there. But like there were some good elements to it, like there were some well written uh, romances, and some of the new characters they added were interesting. So I don't know. I'm I'm glad that I finally just finished the show. Yeah. You know? Oh my god! <laughs> you finally got that off your your, your mantle. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then lately I've been watching, uh, The Greatest American Hero, which is just something I started putting on because, like, I needed something to, like, put on in the background while I do other stuff, so it's something I didn't have to pay that close of attention to, but I, I kind of like it. It's, it's good. Like, I'd watched the first season, uh, a long time ago because my parents introduced me to it, mm-hmm. and they're like, after season one it's not good because it basically switches from, like, uh... He's he's fighting like real world like crimes and stuff too. In the second season, he fights like ghosts and aliens and monsters, and it's like it was like a studio mandated switch. And it's like yeah, this isn't as good, but those episodes aren't as prevalent as I thought they were gonna be. So I still enjoy the episodes around it. The old man from Up, you say? We're still hung up on that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, they do a whole episode with it. With do, do you feel like better now that you finish the show? I I I always like to finish a show if I can. Like I I, 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 I always feel better finishing a show even if it gets really bad at the end. I always just want to finish it. You me, know. Me too. 
I'm not someone who can give up on a show just because it's no longer entertaining, which is kind of a flaw, but, you know, I mean, it's just how I I mean, I the only show I've ever given up on was Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, but I understand that, because, like, it's uh, it's a weird show to binge watch. Yeah. And, and like, and I already talked about, like, the t- where I was at in my time, like, you know, just wasn't for me at the time. But, like, yeah. I, but I still, like, I love this, the episodes of Seinfeld that I love. I yeah. absolutely love, so... I think the only show I've given up on, like, completely is probably The Walking Dead. I don't think I'm ever going to get back to it, just because there's too much to watch no, after that. That's... You're going to watch... Now, see, that's so... Because at first I was like, oh, I'll just watch until uh, Rick dies, because then that will be the... That will be a clear send-off. And then I read up on, like, what happens on that episode, and it's like, oh, okay. That's... That's not a good ending. Well, I need to watch it, so... Yeah, I won't spoil it. It's on, it's on Hulu, right? It's on Netflix, at least. Oh, yeah. Do they, like, do an episode of Up? Yeah, like, the entire episode is, like... Is like he's the old man from Up. Like, like it's just... It's <laughs> You're just, still stuck on It's that. just the, it's the married life scene stretched to an entire episode. With him and Belle. All right, moving on <laughs> to Pitch It or Ditch It, Volume 2. Talking about Cloverfield movies today. It's been a year since the Cloverfield Paradox graced our Netflix screens. Mm, no surprise uh, Super Bowl movie this year. No, no. Yeah, that was quite the flex last year. <laughs> it was. Um, but I think we all land on not liking the Cloverfield Paradox, at least. Yeah. So what can we do to fix Cloverfield? Would anyone like to begin? I, I can go first. You want to go first? Go okay, my, so my idea is very simple. Okay, mm-hmm. so, you know, looking at the Cloverfield movie, first one I think we all really like. No. Mm-hmm. No? You don't like I the first like one? I don't like the first one. Oh. Well, my uh, favorite is 10 Cloverfield Lane. So, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, the problem with 10 Cloverfield Lane is the ending. That it is you know, Cloverfield. Yeah. That it's Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, this is a really good movie. It's really intense, and it's it's really... It, there's a lot of... Uh, but they needed the monies. Scares, so like, hey, and, like, and really good acting, and all this sort of stuff. And then you get to the ending, and it's way overblown. And, like, yeah. like you didn't need to tie it in this much. And then you get to Cloverfield Paradox, and it's like... It, 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 and it's like, uh, you know... There's some good elements to it, but then they keep on cutting back to Earth to try to connect it to Cloverfield, and it just throws everything off. Instead of having a good movie already, they had a bad movie that they just hitched uh, Cloverfield onto. Unlike with 10 Cloverfield Lane, where they had a good movie that they hitched. <laughs> yeah, they just. It, it, the problem is that they just keep on taking movies that would have worked well on their own and just trying to tie it into the. Cloverfield universe and mm-hmm. stitching on this stuff. So my proposal is what we do is we do Cloverfield cuts. So we release two versions of every movie, one without any of the Cloverfield tie-ins. Mm-hmm. It's just a regular horror movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then one where we splice in scenes that connect it to the Cloverfield universe. Mm-hmm. And then we just let audiences choose. You know, mm-hmm. like if you want to have all these films connected. You can just watch the Cloverfield cut. If you just want to watch really solid, good uh, horror movies, mm-hmm. you can watch the non-Cloverfield cut. Yeah. So, like, we could, like, retroactively do a 10 Cloverfield lane that ends in a good way. We could retroactively make a Cloverfield paradox that uh, 
you know, doesn't cut back to Earth and <laughs> is good. And we could uh, make a version of, like, Overlord that, you know, throws in a random giant monster at the end for no reason and it ruins the entire experience. I... Overlord is such a fun movie that if Cloverfield would have showed up, like, if they lied and they were like, no, it really is Cloverfield, I'd have been like, I'm out. I'd have been really mad. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, I don't need this. But there's some fans that are looking for that. Maybe. So that's why we, that's why we have the two options. And we don't stop there. We just mm-hmm. do it for every single movie. Every single movie can be a Cloverfield Goodfellas. movie. If you want it. Goodfellas? You want a giant monster to show up at the end of Goodfellas? Here you go. Cloverfield cut. <laughs> You, you don't like romantic comedies? Cloverfield cut. Now it's a horror film. <laughs> you know? Just... Uh, it's first Cloverfield. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it's... Cloverfield... It- Six Revenge of the Beast. <laughs> we just we just keep on we we just revolutionize the entire film industry. You know mm. everything can be connected or nothing can be connected. You know you can have a cinematic universe or you cannot have a cinematic universe. It's just all about consumer choice. You know, I'm liking where you're going with Clover folding a film into Cloverfield. So I'm gonna take that and run with it a little bit. Does anyone remember? The little found footage 2015 film. I can't remember the name of it now, and I just had it. The Gallows. That was a found one. That was. What's the name of it? I think so. Yeah. They're making a sequel. Project Almanac. Project Okay. What if we made a movie that was aware of the Cloverfield movies before it? But it's found footage. We're back in found footage. And it's the kids from Project Almanac. Okay. So you're just saying you want to wrap up Project Almanac in this... I want to wrap up Project Almanac. Too many loose ends, I think. I don't remember anything about it. Do they go to Imagine Dragons in the? They do go to Imagine Dragons. And when they do that, a dragon appears. The Cloverfield dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, they're just like, hey, these Cloverfield movies, I really Did, like does them. Does someone so from Imagine cool. Dragons have a cameo where they're like, did we imagine that when the dragon shows up? <laughs> there wasn't, but there is now. Okay. <laughs> they're like, hey, we love these Cloverfield movies, they're so cool. And they're like, let's go see Imagine Dragons. And then when the Cloverfield monster appears, they're like, are we in a Cloverfield movie? Mm. And then it's like kind of meta, you know? Yeah. Project Almac, but they have to go back in time to stop the people from making Cloverfield so Cloverfield doesn't become real in their universe. Okay. (laughs) It's a very meta film. It will not be able to be followed at all. It will be as convoluted as we can possibly make it. But apparently, that's what people who love Cloverfield want. So, I think this will really sell to them. (laughs) Just an idea. Project Almanac X Cloverfield. Cross Tekken. <laughs> the Tekken characters won't be in it too. <laughs> Hihachi shows up with that bear. I don't know, I'm just making stuff up now. David, what do you think? What do you think for Cloverfield? <laughs> so, what Cloverfield needs, you, you think they want it to be more convoluted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we need more details. So much details that we don't know what to do with them. <laughs> we need everything to be explained. Okay. Explained with words on the screen. Therefore, oh. we make each clo- we do redo each Cloverfield movie as an anime. Mm. 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 Okay. All right. 
So we redo every Cloverfield movie as an anime. Still found footage for the original. Indeed, a found footage anime. <laughs> all right. And you, you gotta recast all the voices. Like you got all the people gotta speak mm-hmm. the good old Japanese. The good old Japanese. But uh, no. But honestly, because what will happen is they'll they'll be talking in the movies, and then they're also having to like overly explain everything. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, "What's happening?" And they're like, "Oh, I could just read the subtitles because I have to read the subtitles to understand the movie." Good point. And, you know, anime, <laughs> and and then. Like anime could be a nice step for Clo- in the Cloverfield direction as well because they've they've done found footage, mm-hmm. they've done like a like a horror or it was either that or a comedy, uh, the Cloverfield yeah. comedies. But I think anime is a nice step. Cloverfield comedies the next, is the one after that though. Is it after anime? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Starring T. J. Miller. <laughs> so I'm I'm feeling the Cloverfield anime, where it explains everything because that's a trope of animes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but in the Cloverfield universe, it'll be like okay because we need that. <laughs> That's a fair See? point. You know, <laughs> to be clear, I didn't say T.J. Miller because I want him in one of the movies. It's because he's in the first one. Just so okay, no, I, I remember right. him being gotcha, in the first gotcha. one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, but yeah, sometimes sometimes too much exposition is better than none at all. You know, just they do say that. Yeah. Aaron does say that. Aaron says I, not, I don't time. think I've ever said no, that, actually. Aaron just said that, therefore he's he just set in stone. He did just say it. Actually, you're right. Yeah, I did literally just say that. So. <laughs> ha! We caught him in his own words. I'm trying to gaslight you guys like two seconds later. <laughs> I never said that. Um, all right. Cloverfield, take, take our opinions, our opinions, our ideas, and use them. Because obviously, I don't know if you're working on anything right now. I yeah, probably not. Cloverfield paradox really uh, destroyed any chance they had of keeping yeah. this going. I think yeah. but, unless Netflix like picks it up, right? So I feel like that'd be the way to do it because then that that way that benefits the surprise element. Yeah, because you know like the the whole point of the Cloverfield was like they were dropping trailers like a month before the film comes out mm-hmm. but if you do it on Netflix you don't have to drop a trailer at all you don't no. have to you don't have to uh, book a theater screening be able to get people out on opening weekend you just have to be like Cloverfield movies here now watch yeah. it instantly it's on the home page so who knows maybe there's one coming and we'll just never see it maybe or we'll never, we'll see, never it see it coming, coming and we'll never see it probably I'll we'll be like it. oh another Cloverfield movie I'm in okay. too deep now uh, yeah, let's move on to the bad movie of the week, Aaron. Oh, is this- <laughs> Yeah, it is. I, I have, uh, so I have the other one ready if you want. Okay. To, you want me to go? Let me just find, let me find a bad movie. It shouldn't take you long, Aaron. You have one? All right. <laughs> that was quick. So, uh, I was, I well, I was just, so, okay, I was, I was scrolling through, uh, the films I've been watching recently. Mm-hmm. And remember how we mentioned that uh, I had been watching uh, one film from every year? Yeah. Uh, so one of the films I watched mm-hmm. uh, was this little film called uh, Tell Your Children, okay. a.k.a. Reefer Madness. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. the name of the movie? This is the name of the movie. So this is a 1950s anti-marijuana propaganda film. <laughs> That is like widely known as one of the worst movies of all time. Oh no. And it's just 
I, 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 I didn't, couldn't find a film from that year that I wanted to watch more than uh, this one to learn. And I learned all about marijuana, you guys, you know? Yeah? I learned that marijuana makes puts you on edge. Oh, it, really? it makes you really erratic and aggressive, you know? The three, know. the three common no, traits it, of marijuana. It's, it, it's science. It's science. In fact, if you if you smoke marijuana, you're highly likely to get involved in a hit and run accident and then uh, flee the scene. You know, and then uh, you're likely to want to assault people mm. and then uh, try to shoot people to prevent them from assaulting people mm. and then uh, you know. Uh, frame your friend uh, for the murder mm. and then uh, be super on edge because you're continuing to smoke marijuana to kind of hide from the fact that you're framing your friend mm. and then uh, in the end you uh, you learn that marijuana is uh, is bad for you oh. because uh, oh what our main character our main character he smokes it once and he almost gets put to death uh, at a trial. And the judge is like, you know what, I'm going to let you off this time. But, you know, you should just be warned that you you almost faced the death penalty right here. <laughs> so uh, just be mindful of that. And, uh, and don't be smoking any pot in the future. So. <laughs> um. so this is, this is a uh, very... Uh, <laughs> It's a very rational movie. Oh, yeah. It's a very... Uh, Facts-based. It, it very much, you know, just wants you to... Uh, it wants to educate you. Mm-hmm. It wants to uh, make sure... There's no, there's no like, uh, fear-mongering going on. No. There's no, uh, like, misunderstanding or twisting of the facts. It's all mm-hmm. just kind of... It's, it's science. It's just... It's and how can you argue with science? Uh, you can't. You can't. You can't. And uh, <laughs> this film has like a, a whole. It has like a whole. The whole opening scene is just like you know the scientist who just explains all the effects of marijuana to us, and it's entirely unrelated to the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. But you know he just goes through, and it, it really just. It really it really just changes your mind, you know. It and and I'm just you know. Uh, I'm just, I think it's important to note this film because uh, marijuana just became legalized in Michigan. Right. Uh, and and then I think it's important to remember uh, the, 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 the this was a bad choice because, yeah. you know, uh, clearly uh, it's just going to lead to a lot of hit and runs uh-huh. and, uh, assaults. and assaults and uh, violence mm-hmm. and us uh, murdering uh, teenagers. Because uh, clearly, uh, giving the uh, giving a teenager the death penalty <laughs> for smoking pot once is the is the sign of a just society, <laughs> whereas the people just smoking a little pot are the irrational and aggressive ones. <laughs> oh, I got that reefer madness, baby! <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I've become reefer mad. Okay. <laughs> it's time to move on to The Fault in Your Stars. This is, of course, a segment where we take a good review for a bad movie or a bad review for a good movie. Take out all the spoilery bits, all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is. Then we throw it out there. Have the other two people try and guess what movie the review is for. This week, David has the review. And also, the review's pretty blue. 
I don't think it's blue. What does that mean? Yeah, why are you speaking in my review like that? When something's blue? Like oh, you mean like sad. it's a sad yeah. review? Okay. No. What? Like it's like inappropriate. Yeah, that's pretty blue. Oh, okay. Is it, is it, is <laughs> I it pretty like blue? like blue as in like sad. Here's the review. It's a one star. <laughs> I, I thought you just meant blue as in color. Like for some reason well, it's I'm, a blue I'm review. A, I'm an English prop, so like blue means sadness and depression, you know, because the curtains mm. were blue, gentlemen. Mm. One star. Sadly, this movie, apart from the names of the characters, doesn't have anything to do with the charming children's book series it was based upon. I was very disappointed in the boring Hollywood crap that they turned it into. I would have probably liked that the movie, parentheses, the animations are great, close parentheses, if they just had used different names than those I connect with, these these funny, clever, cocky, original, parentheses, exclamation point, close parentheses, characters that I know from my childhood. Is that... No, no, Okay. (laughs) As a book adaptation, this is the worst disappointment I've ever had. I mean, if DreamWorks wanted to produce a new children's movie with a plot that has been seen before a thousand times over, fine with me. Maybe I can still enjoy it. But in this case, they had the perfectly original great story with wonderful characters already as a basis. Why did they decide to tell a completely different story? Why did they have to add romance? They are supposed to be children. They are made cocky, funny, lazy, harmless. The thing's an animal. (laughs) They are made cocky, lazy, funny, harmless. (laughs) The book series lived... I'm reading what is said. (laughs) No, I know. I I, I, I know a lot of of times, like, all these sentences are broken, like, weird. And, like, the the viewers are probably like, is David illiterate? Can he read? No, this is what I... Like, word for word. (laughs) The book series lived from the fact that this character was literally useless but had a very big mouth. And the other character had to perpetually do damage control after him. The world is so very different. The characters are so very different. The plot doesn't have anything in common. And none of these adaptations come close to the original in my eyes. Why couldn't they just give the movie a different title? I think I have an idea. Uh, Well... With between DreamWorks and based on a children's book, yeah, and everything, it's it's how to train your dragon. Oh, is it? I thought it was uh, Captain Underpants. I mean, I guess it could be Captain Underpants, but I feel like David's more likely to pick uh, How to Train Your Dragon. True, true. Even though I, I was just watching the Captain Underpants TV show, selfishly, you're was... me like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay. I, are, are you a Captain Underpants fan? I don't know. No, don't no, know. no, it's a How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know that was based on a book. Yeah, yeah, but like the book is much more like like a legitimate instruction manual on like How to Train Your Dragon kind of thing. Weird. Uh, okay. Well, How to Train Your Dragon. Go see the Hidden World. Do they find the Hidden World? My guess is they do. Because, because they say in the trailer, trailer. <laughs> this is the Hidden World. <laughs> the Hidden World. It's real. No more. Some speaking of ASMR. Jake just did an ASMR. ASMR that was an ASMR. Well, you look like you're about to. But some girl. I was scrolling on the Twitter, and some girl goes, "Here's my ASMR video." I was like, "Oh my god, this is real." I don't. I have to see it outside of Jake doing it on the podcast. <laughs> no. ASMR is good. Mm, sure. It's a real thing. If it makes you happy, Jake. It doesn't make me happy. It makes me calm. Mm. It makes you calm, Jake. <laughs> Um, you know what makes me aggressive? <laughs> <laughs> Straight up dank reefer nugs. 
<laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. We'd made some Oscar predictions. We made some bad Oscar predictions. But we're all top tier. We'll be recording a podcast next time in which we discuss who won. Aaron's yep. won the last two years in a row. Yeah. Yeah, that I have. But he also voted for Bohemian Rhapsody for some things this time. So And I'm gonna be right on those ones. <laughs> so guys, join us next week when we talk about a little something called the Oscars and the most critically acclaimed Oscar winning film of all time. Bye bye. Yeah. You know. I thought we were talking about uh <laughs> Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> that one too. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>